And good morning, Latoya. Good morning. How are you this fine and marvelous day? Great. Can't complain. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm getting ready to complain real quick about this chair that I'm sitting in. I need a new chair so bad. Desk chair. Oh, well, this, this is the time of year to buy one, too. It, it is, it is, and, and you know that's why I'm holding out, right? Absolutely. <laughs> that's why I'm still dealing with this chair. It squeaks when I turn it. It kind of leans to one side, you know, a little bit, um, and I guess that's because that's how I sit. You know, I kind of lean to the left on the arm of the chair, so the chair has now molded itself <laughs> into that position. <laughs> And now the um, the hydraulics on the chair that allow it to go up and down. Yeah. I'll bring it all the way up. But like, oh, a good 20 minutes in, it just starts slowly inching down, inching down. <laughs> Next thing you know, about an hour later, I'm now sitting on the floor. Yes. <laughs> like yes. a toddler, the desk is up by my chest. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because I went and sat in Jay's chair. And he was working from the couch in his uh, playroom. And uh, I'm like, why is this chair all the way to the bottom? Like, who gets it all the way on the bottom? (laughs) Well, you know, he's he's nine foot tall. So that's the reason why he had to put the chair. But she's like, man, I like mine up at the top. Me too. (laughs) But, but, you know, not at this point, is Jaden taller than you? He is. Yes. My God. Yeah. That's that's the reason why his chair is low. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) And the taller he gets, the lower his chair is going to get. Yes. But he had it on the bottom. I'm like, oh, so comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. My husband, he has his chair all the way down at the bottom, too. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I think I think the taller people are, the lower the chairs sit. The shorter people are, the higher the chairs sit. <laughs> so out of out of out of the four of us, I probably have the highest chair. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Because <laughs> because Miss Elsa is almost my height at this point. Yes, I'm like it just happens overnight. It's ridiculous. What? At the beginning of the year, he had the doctor to measure. But by the time he went away this summer, he literally came back and was like towering over me. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It is crazy what happens. But you know, I mean, it's 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 a part of life. We're just not used to it. We we love it and we don't like it all at the same time. It makes us happy and sad. <laughs> It is so weird. Like, no more hip hugs, no more knee hugs, no more chest hugs. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) It's very different. I'm sure it is. I am sure it is. And and I know it's really different. As a matter of fact, that's what we're going to talk about today. The fact that you have an upper middle schooler now. Yes. Seventh grader. Seventh grader. So, for our listeners... Uh, who have someone either who just entered middle school or currently is in middle school or maybe is getting ready to go to middle school next year and you're starting to do some middle school prep. Um, Latoya today is going to be talking with us about some things that she has been going through and and getting ready to go into our teen years um, because we'll be 13 uh, in just about seven, eight months. 
Yes. Yeah, so that's that's flying by too. So for those of you who don't know who we are, my name is Dr. LT Latham Riley. And I'm Latoya Bronson. And we are R and B homeschoolers. And we are so glad to be back. Welcome once again to season three. If you didn't listen to the welcome back episode, it was just last week. It is up now. You can go and listen to that. And if you haven't listened to all the other episodes, we've got season one, we've got season two. We've got so many things, so many topics, so many conversations for you to listen to. And uh, just go back, listen to all of those, share them with your friends, do all of that great stuff. But today we are going to talk with LaToya mostly about her having a middle schooler and a young man, which is different than my experience. So we're just going to be talking to her about all of those things. So if this is definitely something that's going to help you out, please listen. And if it doesn't help you, I'm sure it'll help somebody, you know, send them this podcast so that they can listen to. So uh, how has seventh grade been so far? It has really been a sweet ride. Um, I think at this point in homeschooling all of these years, he is really into the independent learning. And so it only leaves me a couple of days to have like a couple of touch points for things that we are now focusing on. So I really like it. Yeah. Um, yes. When, when you When you get your homeschool groove, it's amazing it's truly amazing (laughs) it is so now have you guys made any curriculum changes from last year to this year no so we end up sticking with the same curriculum i absolutely love the curriculums of math and language arts and language arts extensions i am not a fan of their science and social studies and so those are the two subjects that I take on and I guess it might be because I love science I have a double degree in science mm-hmm. um, and then I love travel and so when it comes to social studies and geography that's like right up my alley I like learning new things you know that's one of the mantras in my household is that we are lifelong learners and we evolve and learn new things every day and so it's an opportunity for him to um not only us to connect, but gives us something to learn new. And it also teaches your child that, hey, as a parent, I don't know everything. Because, you know, you know, he's 12, so we're at the stage, you know. <laughs> And so, I remember I, I remember know. being 12. I remember my parents not liking me at 12. <laughs> yes, like, you know, your parents, they not know what they're doing. <laughs> right <laughs> but we're, we're really um, embracing the journey um, so like I said I take social studies and science and do it myself uh, we've been really hopping into classes this year so that involves like using our science museum class they have homeschooling classes our local parks and recreation center have homeschooling classes um, certain homeschoolers have homeschooler groups, so we'll pop into a class that like looks like he would enjoy it. Um, we've never done co-op, but I'm not like anti-co-op. Right. But I am really enjoying the season, and now because he is in middle school, most of the places that he goes, he gets a drop off. He 
had the phone, so I literally drop him off. He signs himself in, and I keep going, you know? And so it's really getting sweet. Um, I think the only thing that I'm really focusing on much more this year is writing. Um, along with spelling, because as the words grow, I'm like, in, in the world where it is so autocorrect, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, that is not how you spell that. <laughs> spell that again. <laughs> and it's like, Alexa, Siri, no. Right. Don't ask Alexa or Siri. <laughs> right. Right. Um, because I think it's still important. I mean, you may want to write a handwritten note. You may, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, because it's becoming a lost art. It is mm-hmm. very much so. But I'm like, there are certain things that you're going to leave this house with. You're going to know how to write. <laughs> you know, you're going to know how to um, spell. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a signature. We're yes. not going to be writing our name on the uh, on manuscript on a line. Um, so, you know, as a daily practice, he has to write his name in cursive. Mm-hmm. And so that just gets him in training in training for signing his name, which there are some things where he's had to sign his name. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for seventh grade, I really feel like even though he's homeschooled, that emotional and fortitude that you must build in your child is so important. So we've really been... Um, building I would say principles around what's important so I was looking at I think a study this summer when he was away about like the seven needs of people mm-hmm. and especially teens and so it was attention affection affirmation acceptance satisfaction significance and security okay and where did and you find them, where did you find those oh, go ahead. where did you find those that list think it was focused on the family okay um which is like a christian family they have podcasts and just information okay so i think it came from focus on the family okay and so um when i think about the 70s i try to see how can i meet that need every week because at no point does i want my child to have a deficiency in something that's so important that may affect him in his adulthood um, do me a favor. Go over those seven needs again so that okay. our listeners can, like, write them down. Okay. So, the first one is attention. Uh-huh. The next one is affection. Affection. Uh, the third one is affirmation. Affirmation. The, uh, I'm lost count now. <laughs> the fourth one is acceptance. Acceptance. The fifth one is satisfaction. Satisfaction. The sixth one is significance. Significance. And lastly, it's security. Security. Notice I sounded those out so that some of our listeners who who may need it phonetically, because <laughs> yeah. maybe their spelling skills aren't as strong as their kids, you know? <laughs> yes. So, yeah, that's and, and that's beautiful. I'm so glad that you... shared that with us because when you look at those things individually yeah you can see that these are some of the areas especially uh as our children get older you know maybe 
they don't start to show the effects of a lack of any of those things in the younger years. But by the time they are, you know, in upper elementary, middle school, and definitely high school, they will begin to show those things in their actions and in their interactions with people also. Absolutely. And just with the calls that I get from clients in middle schoolers, it's that sense of belonging, that sense of purpose, and that confidence. Yeah, see, that's another one, belonging. Um, You said purpose Purpose. and confidence? And and confidence. Yeah. And so, um, as an elementary school, we always did affirmations, like, in the morning, especially when I was dropping him off to school, we had, like, this old list. Mm-hmm. And I would still affirm him when he came home, but it wasn't as much as I would build him up when he was away, you right. know? And so now I'm like, but I don't believe it. Well, say it until you believe it, sir. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I was like, you have to speak those things. Yes, you I'm do. not good at that yet. I am working on that. I am this, you know? Yes. Um, and so really just focusing on those things and then just that kids and teens and tweens have such big emotions mm-hmm. um, that we've been unpacking those so we have a really good book that we've used year after year for emotions and what those feelings are but your feelings are dictators yes they are not drivers no it's okay to feel them, but what do we do with them? That's right. We still have I can to be, be the angry, one. I can be angry, but I can't go hit my neighbor. I can be angry, but I can't go slap someone who's mad. That's right. Mad. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Um, and so it's like, what do I do with these big feelings? And kids nowadays, like, really have big feelings. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm so glad you brought that up. I was just, you know, this is one of the things I know that uh, Jay is a part of the Heritage Boys. I mean, I hear it as boys, Lord, uh, <laughs> the uh, trail life, yes. trail life. <laughs> which is the boy version of heritage girl. Yes. So um, have, is he still a part of that? Have you made any uh, social or extracurricular changes this year? Has, has him being in the seventh grade and getting ready to be a teenager, has that warranted some changes with some of the activities and, and social things that he's doing? Absolutely. So I think at this point, um, he likes play outside of like uh, dedicated time. So he doesn't consider like when he goes to class and he sees his friends, he wants more than that. Right. And so now I have had to get in my head that that no longer serves him. Mm-hmm. As a parent, I have to evolve and like allow kids to come over more meet with kids, go places with families, mm-hmm. you know, um, get out with his friends more that are just bonding, not necessarily doing work, doing class, or the structured curriculum. Right. And so, um, he's still involved in trail life, you know, he's still, he's working on his third degree black belt now, so he still does that. And then I got Jay into, uh, actually into his youth group at this point, and because, I felt like youth group was so pivotal when I was growing up. I was like, that's one thing I'm going to make sure is that he has a really good church where we have a really good youth group. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes there every Wednesday. They feed him dinner. So that gives me like two and a half hours to do what I want to do. So it really works out. And one well. night a week where you don't have to worry about dinner? 
Yes, one day less. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and so it really works out, and he's made really good friends there. And I just love the things that they have been talking about from the beginning of the school year. They have talked to the children about identity and acceptance and being authentically who they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. They've talked about mental health. They've talked about suicide. That is very common among teens and tweens these days. And it is a but, shame that it is all of a sudden common among tweens. What is yes, this? That. I mean, just recently I had a neighbor call me because we lost a 15-year-old in our community mm. to suicide. Who goes to the local high school down the street? Oh, my goodness. And when I think about that, I can't imagine the parents. I can't imagine who found them. I can't imagine the trauma and the grief that comes with that. No. Um, because, you know, just with Jaden's story, you know, losing both parents before the age of eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the trauma and grief that comes with that alone, I can't imagine. Like, why would my child take their life? You know, Absolutely. like, having to process that. Yeah, I, that that's that's beyond difficult to process yes and so i'm really diving deep into creating a culture within my home that is conducive for my child's friends to be welcome here now listen here this girl will pray and i will surely pray friends up out of here too (laughs) (laughs) i think we had um i think i mentioned on the podcast you know one of the friendships that i wasn't too fond of and the lord has clearly moved moved the mountain well, and it's like you know, you yeah. just let it go. Yeah, you know, and 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 these are things that we have to teach our children also. Absolutely, and that friendships, some friendships, just will not be forever, and that is okay. Yes, it is okay. It doesn't make them a bad person. It doesn't make you a bad person. You're still a good friend. It's just that things change. That's all. It is. That's and and there's no. Oh, yeah, just trying to teach them that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then um, helping them just navigate all these the hormones, the emotions, the things that go on in their mind. Uh, yeah. And sometimes those questions don't come until like 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> it was supposed to be at bed at 9 o'clock. Right. But it's not her. Right. So you had to go to the bathroom. Right. But dying question at 11 o'clock. <laughs> and um, I absolutely answer the question because I don't want to attempt to ever feel like um, that my door is closed. Absolutely. Um, And so I want to be the one to answer the questions. I want to be the one who gives all the real uh, information um, so that he can trust me. It was interesting. We were watching a family show this week. And on the show, it was about prostate cancer. Now, we're also working on, like, body parts and all the, basically how the whole entire body works. But we had got to kind of like the prostate, you know? Okay, okay. (laughs) But prostate cancer came up, so we talked about the prostate. And then it was like, well, how do they check the prostate? So when he was on my medical knowledge, I told him how they check the prostate. And he was like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) That is horrible. 
and he had so many questions, right? Right. So, and it's like, but but it's but that's it's not horrible. It's what it is. Yes. And so I said, well, that is what you have to do once a year once you get a certain age. Mm-hmm. That's all. Then I said, then you just move on. I said, but you know what? If you think that there is another way to check it, I want to I want to charge you with to find a solution. Yes. Because the people that are millionaires and billionaires mm-hmm. that a problem and they found a solution. That is correct. That is it. So if you think that there can be another way of doing this, you research it, you find it out, and when you find a solution, let's go for it. Now, what about personality changes uh, that you are experiencing with him getting ready to become a teenager? Yes, so we've had to um, kind of, you know, we've always had this um, parenting buck system um, where he gets money and incentivized for doing things well, and also he gets money taken for not doing things well. Right. And so we are kind of moving out of that to where, um, to where it's more like a warning, to where it's more of reciting the rule like we do not go back and forth this is not a debate at this point right i've told you to do something and that is what you do and if you chose not to do it there are also consequences that will only affect you (laughs) You right right right. (laughs) and so you know you do have free choice you know um but just know that your decisions affect you. And so just reminding of the rules. Doing it in love because sometimes, you know, your patience way thin. You need a mommy retreat in the bathroom, on the porch, in your car. Like, some days you just need to find a, find a getaway. Um, but I'm glad that daily we have a getaway from each other, especially homeschooling. And being a single mother, um, definitely daily I have me time and he gets to do whatever extracurricular thing that he has to do that day um this gives me time to refocus this gives me time to work on my health um to work on my businesses yes um it's important to myself which is so important moms we have to remember although we are raising these kids and trying to know too what's best for them and ultimately what's going to make them productive and healthy humans yes um we cannot at any point uh forget ourselves that's correct we cannot and so we can create a culture of wellness and that means if mom needs a break mom needs a break and that is okay yes absolutely well it sounds like you guys are really um in a place for the seventh grade year where you're working as a well-oiled machine over there and um you know i know that there's other parents out there whether they be single parents like yourself or whether they be (laughs) families uh with a mom and dad together and and even some that have grandma and grandpa and aunties and uncles helping out you know it can still be challenging to get to a place where there's a uh, a synergistic way of homeschooling and it just takes a while but eventually you do get there and it's really awesome to be able to hear you say hey we are now going into 
uh, teendom and we're in seventh grade, you know, you've just got this year and next year and then you've got a high schooler. And I don't say anything. so but this you know we are continuing to share with people through stories like yourself that yes you can do this yes you can do this as a working mom yes you can do this as a single working mom yes you can do this as a single working mom of a son yes you can do this as a single working mom of a son who is going into high school you know we can just keep layering and layering and you are really able to show them that yes this is something that you can continue to do and you can get to a place where it does work as a well-oiled machine even through all of the new challenges that uh, come your way so how should people get in touch with you so you can follow me at thriving homeschooler on instagram wonderful and if you all have any questions for latoya if you have any topics that you would like her to talk about specifically as a single parent homeschooling, as a working parent homeschooling, as a parent of a son homeschooling, <laughs> as a parent of a soon-to-be teenager, soon-to-be high schooler homeschooling, <laughs> make sure you get in touch with her. You can also send those requests uh, to our email address at rnbhomeschooler at gmail.com. That's rnb homeschooler at gmail.com. Latoya, thank you for sharing today. And um, I'm sure that this was a very, very uh, informative chat for people who uh, are in a similar situation as you being able to understand and know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Absolutely. Thank you. Of course, of course. Well, we will see you all in the next episode. Once again, welcome back. Season three. My name is Dr. LT Latham Riley. And I'm Latoya Bronson. And we are R&B Homeschoolers, and we will see you in the next episode. <laughs>